I think sometimes everyone gets frightened because it's too big. They think about it too in such a big way. Welcome to Smashing the Plateau, the podcast for corporate refugees who want to do more of what they love and get paid what they're worth. I'm David Schreiner-Khan, your guide and community builder. Smashing the Plateau is more than just a podcast. We're a community of like-minded consultants who are committed to supporting one another on our business journey. Before we start, I'd like to extend a special invitation to our listeners. Struggling with achieving your business goals and navigating through challenges can be overwhelming, but here's the solution. Visit smashingtheplateau.com goals to book your free 30-minute goal coaching session with me. This one-on-one session offers a unique opportunity for you to gain clarity on your business aspirations, identify roadblocks hindering your progress, and outline practical steps toward achieving your goals. It's personalized, focused, and designed to equip you with the insights to drive your business forward. That's smashingtheplateau.com slash goals. In today's episode, we're thrilled to welcome Tina Cheesley to the show, the mastermind behind a dynamic marketing agency that excels in crafting compelling messages for websites and creating standout email marketing campaigns. Tina is here to share her expert knowledge on how to distinguish your brand in a saturated market, ensuring that you not only capture, but also retain the attention of your ideal customer base. Throughout our conversation, Tina will delve into the nuances of what makes messaging effective, the key strategies for constructing email sequences that convert, and how to tailor your brand's voice to make a meaningful impact. She's here to guide entrepreneurs and consultants on the path to marketing success providing actionable advice for those looking to enhance their online presence and magnetize their messaging. If you're ready to refine your digital footprint and convey your business's unique value proposition, don't miss out on the wisdom Tina Cheesley brings to Smashing the Plateau. Tune in to learn how to elevate your website and email marketing to not just meet the industry standard, but to set a new one. Let's get ready to attract, engage, and smash your plateau. Now, let's welcome Tina Cheesley. Tina runs a marketing agency that specializes in messaging for websites plus email marketing to help clients stand out from the crowd and attract the right people. Tina, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me, David. Tell me a little bit about your marketing agency and what led you to start it in the first place. Well, we've always had a real interest in all things internet right the way back through 2002 and intrigued on taking the relationship online, really. And I worked with my husband, which is quite unusual, I think. We've worked together for 30 years. And we've fallen, we started off our business building websites and SEO, and we quickly moved into email marketing. And we really love that because you can communicate honestly, you can control who you communicate with, and it's just it's just a great marketing tool. What were you doing before you started it? I was in print, actually. I ran print production in a family business, and it was a very busy, stressful environment, uh, coordinating all different departments and getting things out the door on time. So I've got a print visual background. Ah, and had you 
always been in, in some kind of business or was there a part of your career when you were in a job or different jobs? No, I've never been in a job. I went straight from college to a family print business. I worked in that for 15 years until we sold it. And then I moved into property developing for a while, uh, which was really, really great, really interesting. And then moved into online marketing. Um, The thing that I found is that everything follows the same system, really. As long as you care about what you're doing, care about what you deliver and communication. So, you know, as you know, Tina, we specialize in in helping professionals go from jobs to their own business. And typically they're really good at what they do, but they've never run a business before. And you have the opposite where you have all this business experience starting right after college and a family business and then being in different kinds of businesses, now being in business with your husband. And especially since you're in a marketing business, one of the biggest challenges around the transition that corporate refugees face is how to be seen and heard and to to become known. So marketing and sales is is probably one of the biggest struggles that I see. So I'd love to talk a little bit, given your expertise, about how corporate refugees can stand out from the crowd and attract the right people so that they can grow their businesses. Okay. Well, thinking about that initially, I think that sometimes when you're in a corporate job, you think you're going to have to go and reinvent yourself in a completely different field. So I think that you've spent quite a lot of time in your corporate job and you should stay aligned to what you're looking to progress on your own moving forward. Uh, That would be my first observation. Um, But as for standing out from the crowd, it's really really about talking in a language that that person you are talking to really understands. And from your corporate experience, you should have a really good understanding of that and not be frightened to communicate in an honest and open way. It's all really, all of marketing is about the end user that you're talking to. Talk to them in a language that they'll understand. Let's talk a little bit about this, the issue of being frightened. Can you go a little deeper on that? How specifically do you want me to go deeper? Like if there are examples or stories that come to your mind when you talk about being frightened to be yourself. Okay, I think... So if you've been corporate all your life, I've obviously not been corporate, but I work with a lot of corporates. You build up relationships with people. And then you may think that you want to go out on your own and be self-employed or build a side hustle or maybe going to consulting freelance. And people have this big thought that, you know, it's something massive. But it isn't massive. It's just being honest with yourself. It's just being able to communicate what you do and what you love to someone else. And the one of the big things I see with a lot of small companies that we work with is they think too big too quickly because we read things and we see the success stories of everybody. But what we really need to do is just take the next step, just 
think, right, where, where can I go from A to B? And what what's B going to look like? And then that helps you on to C. And I think sometimes everyone gets frightened because it's too big. They think about it too in such a big way. You know, if you have a history in a corporate environment that every large corporation, no matter what size it is, was started with one or two or, or a handful of people. Every large organization started as a small business, right? No different than a solo consulting business. And I think it's easy to, when you come out of that environment, to look at that as a, as a model for what you might be able to build yourself. And so you're right. How you actually get there might seem a little bit overwhelming. And at the same time, I think it's important to have a like a big vision of what it is you want to try to achieve, but you're, you're right. Getting there is going to take a long time. And so it's like, how do you actually act small right now so that you can just take the next step? I think a lot of it is, it depends on your circumstances. The most successful I've seen is when people come out of a corporate environment and they have got savings so that they can plow a year into their business without having to worry about finances. I think that's quite important. I mean, if it's a sudden change of career for whatever reason, then that's not always possible. But I think everyone's got it within them to really delve deep into what they want, what will make them happy and then plan out those next steps. And there's quite a lot of resources around. I'm sure there's quite a lot of resources on your website at the moment, David, about, you know, how you take those next steps. And it's just about giving yourself a bit of time to do it as well. I think sometimes we see all the glossy success stories and forget the five or 10 years it's taken to get there. Yeah, I always say a breakthrough is what other people notice after you've taken hundreds or maybe thousands of tiny steps and pivots. Absolutely. Yeah. Tina, since in particular, you have deep expertise in digital marketing, what are your thoughts about a professional starting a solo consulting business about how much they need to do digitally right at the start? Yeah, well, right at the start, they need a place where someone can see who they are, that they can refer them to. So yes, a, a simple website or a landing page explaining who they are and what they are, what they're about is a good spot. You don't have to go all out with a, a massive website, just somewhere where someone can find out something about you. But initially, when you start that business, you're going to have a network of people that you know. I think the internet and all of the tools that we use should just be part of what you do. We're we're human beings. There's a lot of connection that's needed and networking face-to-face with relationships of people from your previous career or even friends and family will be a good, good way forward. Yeah. Is there a particular order in which you think it can be not only most logical, but perhaps most effective for a new consultant to start laying out what they do in terms of their their digital marketing presence? Like, is there an order in which, so you mentioned like a simple landing page for a website at the beginning. But in addition to that, there are a lot of other marketing tools that one can use. And what I've seen is 
people get overwhelmed, particularly if they don't have a marketing background or they're not so good at the technical aspects of what's needed to to create these things, they get overwhelmed. So I'm wondering, you know, if you're, you know, if we go back to what you said earlier about just work on the next step, is there an order that makes sense besides a landing page to start thinking about, okay, so I get the a single page website up, like what's next and what do I do after that, et cetera? Okay. I would say, first of all, you've obviously chosen what you want to be a consultant in. You should think about who you really want to serve. I think that's really important. Think about where that person hangs out. And then I think you should choose a domain name that's aligned with either what you're going to be offering or your name, because that's how your current network knows you, and register your domain name create that page. And then the next stage is to start networking and driving people to that page or doing face-to-face visits. And they can go back to that page to refer to the content that's on it. And what about email marketing, activity on social media, content creation, et cetera? Yeah, I mean, it can be huge and I totally understand what you're asking here. You can't email market to without a list, so you need to build an email list. But initially, it might be that you might only need three or four clients. So why do you need to focus on that straight away? You don't necessarily need to focus on that straight away. So it might be then that you feel that you need to network, say, for instance, in LinkedIn. So maybe the next stop is to hone your profile. That's a lesson all on its own to go and get your profile correct. And then choose what you want to do, because at the moment, everyone thinks they've got to touch every social media. I worked with a dentist that said the other day they'd like to get on TikTok well, yes, but you give us no content. So, you know, it's an awful lot of content creation. So what you need to do is just be mindful of what you can do. Choose one platform, stick at it and get that working for you. Can we talk a little bit about specialization? Because you you mentioned as a consultant, you know what it is you'd like to do as a consultant. One of the struggles I see a lot of people facing is that they often have a diverse skill set particularly if they have a multi-decade long corporate career, they've probably done lots of different things well. And I see sort of two aspects of this. One is they think by only focusing on one narrow skill set, they're going to be eliminating the possibility of gaining a significant amount of business. And the second is, They just have a hard time choosing what it is to specialize in, particularly when it comes to what it is they're actually going to be marketing versus what they might end up doing for a client. Okay. We run something called uh, an avatar, diving deep into your avatar. So that's the person that you choose that you would like to serve that may want both of your skill sets that you have, if we're just talking about two skill sets. And what you have to do is that you have to choose one and you have to go with that one. And that one might not be right, but it will take you to the next place, the next place in the journey that will help you fine tune what that service is that you offer. I think, you know, I mean, we're 
we have many skills in our company and we love email marketing and that's what we choose to focus on. But we could focus on anything. We could focus on social media. We could focus on building websites. But I think you've got to stick with what really makes you happy and that you know can make a difference because that's why you do it. You're here to make a difference to that person that you're serving not ticking off the things that you really enjoy or the things that you think, oh, well, you know, I've got five skill sets, they need them all at once, but they don't. So as best as you can, and it's it's not easy. No one said it would be easy. I think you need to really hone it down. Yeah. What do you see as some of the differences in the way of thinking that entrepreneurs need versus what might make an employee successful? So what would make a... An entrepreneur more successful than an employee. Right. So like what might be a different way of thinking that an entrepreneur needs versus what that person would need in terms of way of thinking as an employee? Okay. So that entrepreneur needs to believe in themselves. They need to have structure and they need to have, yeah, they really truly need to believe that they've got something that someone else will want. And that obviously brings in a lot of imposter syndrome because, I mean, I do it myself, you know, you Google marketing consultants and then you see all of these amazing companies doing all of these amazing things. But at the end of the day, we're a small team. As a consultant, you would just be one individual person and there's only so many people you can serve. So I think it's about being realistic and that all boils down to goal setting as well. Yeah. Let's talk a little bit about structure because I think one of the things that is attractive about entrepreneurship when you're an employee is, quote unquote, the freedom, particularly when it comes to your time. You can do what you want, when you want, because you're not trying to fit into the company's structure or what your boss dictates to you. But you've alluded to the fact that it can't be a free for all if you want to be successful. Absolutely not. I mean, I've been, like I said, self-employed forever. I've um, brought up two children. I've gone to every show that they've done. I've done the school run, but I'll pick up at 8pm and work until 11pm. Does that make me feel bad? No, I feel great. I feel really privileged that I can be really agile and flexible with my hours. I don't do a straight nine to five. I probably do more hours than that. But I do something I enjoy and that flexibility, I fit my life in around it, which means that I feel successful in my personal life and my work life. And I think that is one of the benefits to an entrepreneur. It isn't a case of, you know, just going out and doing personal stuff all day long. If you do that all day long, then you have to work somewhere along the lines as well. So it is a balance and it is quite structured. Well, my life is. Tina, have you also designed your business so that it will fit the time constraints that your personal life dictates? Not intentionally, no. No, not intentionally. Because I've done plenty of being sat in the car on the school run waiting for the children to come outside, being on the call to clients. So, <laughs> so not intentionally, no. I just think that when you're when you're self-employed, you can be you can be agile and not so rigid. But it doesn't mean to say you don't have to work. You work smarter, not necessarily harder. You become smarter with your time, I think. Yeah, that makes sense. Tina, what's been your experience as a community member or a leader in a community? And how, how has that 
dovetailed with your business? Well, I have to say that I joined SPI community a few years ago now. Uh, That's my only real community experience. And I love it. I love hanging out with other entrepreneurs, all different shapes and sizes, all different backgrounds. I think there's nothing better than being in a community with like-minded people. And I do quite a lot of masterminds. And I find that sometimes when I go into a mastermind, I think... I don't have time for this today. I've got so many things to do, but I come out of it. I never, ever not come out without something positive. So I think community is a really powerful thing. Yeah. What's an example of something you may come out of a mastermind with? All different things. So we're obviously an online marketing company and we think about what we do for our clients all day long. And we've worked on doing some of our own products and recently we've just launched our own toolkit and I put the uh, our own landing page in the mastermind for feedback and it's like everything when you're quite close to something you don't see the obvious sometimes so I had some real great pointers from that Um, so that was one thing another thing is just an emotional support I think it's quite important as well and to be able to talk freely with people that you don't necessarily, they're not your friends, they're not your family, they're not your business colleagues. They're a group of people that come from very different backgrounds that you can share how you feel honestly and openly with. And I think that's really important. Tina, what's your definition of community? A group of like-minded people that are there to support each other. Sounds great. Tina, is there anything that I haven't asked that you'd like to share before we close out? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. All right. Well, if somebody wants to go deeper with anything that we've discussed, access any of your resources and uh, get in touch with you, where would be the best place for them to go? Uh, If they go to our website, flowonline.co.uk, there's a free giveaway there, a get your toolkit. If you're just starting out, I'd say the yellow guide in particular is really great because it gives you a list of things that you can implement straight away. If you've already got a website, it gives you some real great action points. And I'm happy to do a strategy call with anyone that's tried some of these things out, can't get get them working or aren't happy with their results. So yeah. Sounds great. Well, Tina, I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join us today on Smashing the Plateau. Share some of your experiences and some insights. My guest today has been marketing expert, Tina Sheasley. Thank you, Tina, for joining us. Thanks, David. Remember, being an entrepreneur doesn't mean going it alone. Our community is here to support you, inspire you, and walk with you on your journey. Don't forget to visit smashingtheplateau.com slash goals and book your free 30-minute goal coaching session with me, David Schreiner-Khan. It's an opportunity to gain clarity identify obstacles, and create a solid action plan toward achieving your business aspirations. That's smashingtheplateau.com slash goals. Join us next time for more wisdom from industry leaders. Until then, keep striving, keep believing, and keep smashing.